0: Welcome to Stuff You Should Know, from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck
0: Brown. You realize some people might, this might be the first episode they listen to, <laughs> and they've already turned it off, <laughs> and they're writing an iTunes review. Yeah. Something's wrong with that guy. Yeah. what? What's up with the main guy? I can't believe they're so popular. How does anyone listen to him? Yeah. What's up with the... The dude? weirdo. Yeah. And how are they in the top ten on iTunes
1: <laughs> with that guy? It must be like the AMSR thing. <laughs> what is that? You know, where that... Uh, People make videos where they're like stroking your hair but it's really they're just moving their hand by the camera they're talking like this and it's what like really wet and, and uh. calming but there's a subset of humans who have a central nervous re- reaction I just had one uh, but they, it's pleasurable they call them like a brain orgasm a- AMSR, I think is or ASR I think it's AMSR I don't remember what it stands for, and but it's
0: like a meditative video uh, type of thing.
1: I guess to some people, apparently, you have like a reaction to it, and it's very pleasurable, but it's non-sexual. It's it's well, when you just whispered neurological that, to me, I had a bad reaction. Right, I can imagine so. I, 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 don't claim to be one of those people. Man, oh man, this is getting off to a good start. But we should do an episode on that sometime. We, people have requested it a few times. Yeah,
0: I, I wanna, I'm gonna go find out what it this is. is, we
1: have to go to the trouble of writing an article for it, cause there's not one.
0: No, that's okay. I got a few of those in the hopper that I'd like to do. I do too. Yeah.
1: I just haven't been able to get around to them. You've been lazy? No. We've I've been, been busy. <laughs> I said we. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you, uh, familiar with halitosis? With, with, hold on, I've got a little intro for this. Okay. You've heard the word halitosis, obviously. Yes. We're about to do an episode on halitosis, so I hope so. Yes. But even before this, you've heard the word halitosis. Yes. Bad breath. It's like a clinical term for bad breath. And that is true. And it always was a clinical term for bad breath. But the reason, Chuck, that you and I know that the word halitosis means bad breath is thanks to a nice little marketing scheme by the three guys who ran the company that made Listerine back in the 1920s.
0: Yeah, we, we've talked about Dr. Joseph Lister before and that Listerine was an antiseptic, surgical antiseptic.
1: Yes. And that's, and it was marketed as a surgical antiseptic and then a household antiseptic. Yeah. And then they said, you know what? We're, we need to expand our market share. So let's get into other markets. And so they said mouthwash. We'll start telling people to use it as
0: mouthwash. And they made like their office intern. Put some in his mouth. Right. Swish it around. He died. Yeah. (laughs) So they went and reformulated it a little bit. Added a little water. Right. Uh,
1: And then, bang, boom, they had Listerine the mouthwash. The problem was is they they said, well, nobody's going to just start using a mouthwash for no good reason. Yeah. We have to appeal to their low self-esteem. And that's what they did by looking through a medical dictionary, finding the word halitosis, and saying,
0: (laughs) that's it. Yeah, it's an age-old trick in ads is to prey upon your, your, uh, how bad you feel about yourself on a daily basis. Yeah. And, and
1: especially using uh, medical jargon, Michelle yeah. Foucault called it the medical gaze, where it was basically like, if you add something that sounds medically to a problem that yeah. your product can, can take care of, you, you've got gangbusters right there.
0: Yeah. And it was an archaic term, Latin term that had gone away. Completely.
1: Yeah, it comes from the Latin halitus for breath and the Greek
0: suffix osis, which is used to indicate abnormality or a disease state. Yeah, but pre-Listerine, people weren't walking around saying the word halitosis. It had gone the way of the dodo as a word.
1: No, and even still, it was kind of like people weren't really doing a lot to take care of their breath anyway. It wasn't a thing until this group from the Listerine company said, we're going to make it a thing. And we're going to make using mouthwash to combat this thing a thing. And they did within a decade. It was just basically like, that's what you did. You use mouthwash every morning.
0: Yeah. And they, um, I thought it was pretty funny. And uh, where'd you get that cracked? Yeah. Cracked. Yeah. It was a great article. Mm -hmm. And they said they went on to use other words, uh, in advertising later on, like homatosis, which is if you didn't have attractive furniture (laughs) and, uh, bromodosis, if you had smelly feet. Yeah. And I don't think those, They didn't catch on as well.
1: Not like halitosis. For some reason, halitosis did catch on. And as a result, uh, there are people out there who have halitophobia.
0: Yeah, I'm one of them. Oh, yeah? Not like, I don't need to see a shrink, Mm -hmm. but um, my first girlfriend had halitosis. Yeah. And I think I can say that because I don't think she listens. And I don't think she knows she was my first girlfriend. Okay. Like, I never said, you're my first girlfriend. Right. (laughs) But, yeah, she had bad and i say halitosis uh, to me there's a difference between everyone gets bad breath occasionally right but there's a certain tang that's very identifiable uh that i call halitosis she she had it and i you know felt like i had to kiss her and stuff this is my first girlfriend i had to learn how to do that junk (laughs) yeah man and it, it was i have uh dreams to this day halitosis kissing dreams do you really? That I like, will see some like gorgeous girl in my dream, and I go to kiss her, and she has like this awful rotten breath. <laughs> like it's a recurring dream. So I guess I have halidophobia. I'm very aware of it, and it. That's why I have a tongue scraper and all that junk.
1: Well, apparently that's one way to treat it. Yeah. Oh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, Spoiler. And I, I should say, I have. Uh, I had a mild case of halitophobia. It may or may not have been warranted. I don't know. I have my own microphone cover for that reason. I know, but it's not because you're protecting other people from your halitosis, right? You don't want your nose and other people's stuff, right? Yes. Okay.
0: Because the microphone cover at one point smelled really bad, and I got revolted, and I ordered one the next day.
1: Right. So halitophobia refers to your fear of your bad breath. You fearing other people's bad breath?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a different thing then. Okay, yeah. No,
1: I was worried I had bad breath.
0: I guess part of me, like, I have that concern because of other people's bad breath Uh about myself too, though, I think. That's why I'm like manic about brushing my tongue. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: That's where I really got it. I sat next to a movie. uh, I sat next to some dude in a movie theater once, and like, he was facing forward. Uh, I was facing forward, and I almost couldn't sit next to him the whole time because it was that bad. You should have moved. I don't know why I didn't. Yeah, that's become my go-to. Self-punishing, I guess.
0: No, I used to do that. Like at concerts, I always said that I would just always, 100% of the time, be next to the most obnoxious drunk in the place. Oh, yeah, right. And it used to just bother me and get under my skin. But then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start moving.
1: Yeah, this didn't make me, like, I wasn't mad at the guy. I felt horrible for him, almost to the point where, like, I I was going to get in my car and follow him home. And then, (laughs) like, after he got into his house, I was going to come in after him and then sit him down. Uh And then uh, maybe we would have, like, um, some milk or something. Sure. Get him all calmed down. uh, Let him sleep. And then when he woke up the next morning, I'd still be sitting at his (laughs) kitchen table. And then I would say to him, "Uh, I have something to tell you. And then I would say, you have really bad breath, man. And he'd say, no crap, dude. I have a, a condition. Well, that's why you don't necessarily want to say anything to anybody because they may. Yeah. So let's get down to this. Garlic, onions. These are the things that people frequently associate halitosis with.
0: Yeah, which is a bunch of BS. Well, no, I mean, like, it can give you bad breath. Yeah, but that, to me, that's the temporary bad breath that one gets just from food.
1: Yeah, and the reason why you do get bad breath from, say, like, onions in particular is because, or, or garlic, I'm sorry, garlic contains something called allicin. Yeah. Which in the stomach is converted to allyl methyl sulfide, which is not metabolized and which comes back up as gas from your gut. So when you have bad breath from onions, it's not onion particles in your mouth still. Yeah. That's gas leaking out of your gut <laughs> into your mouth and just kind of sticking there for a couple hours. You ever take garlic pills? Uh, yeah. It's they, weird. They're, they, yeah.
0: I'd just rather eat garlic any day of the week. Yeah, I mean, I eat tons of garlic. I love it. But I I have taken garlic pills in the past here and there, and I I will forget that I've taken one. (laughs) And then you burp up like, did I have lasagna (laughs) not for breakfast? But it doesn't taste like good garlic. It tastes awful. It's medicinal garlic. garlic. I I didn't find – I mean, the pill didn't taste like anything, but my burps definitely tasted garlicky.
1: See, it it was – for me, it always – I just thought it was different. It tasted different. Yeah, I'd just rather, like, cut the top off of a whole bulb of garlic. Yeah. Put some olive oil on it. Yeah. Wrap it in foil or put it in your clay garlic baker. Yeah. And put it in the oven for a little while.
0: And chow down, baby.
1: Yeah, just squeeze those things right into your mouth. Yeah, it's It's delicious. So good. Yeah. And 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 so good for you. (laughs) We are in sync today. Uh, so hal- you say you, you, your bet is that you don't, your garlic and onions don't count to you Well, halitosis.
0: No, I, I think there, there is bad breath you can just have because maybe you forgot to brush or obviously morning breath, which we'll get to. And then I think some people unfortunately are, have a, a constant state of, uh, this very specific bad breath.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I think one in four people, uh, have actual halitosis, right?
0: That seems a little high, but maybe it, people are just doing a good job of masking it. Maybe so. But some people aren't. So um,
1: what it comes down to ultimately, Chuck, Yeah, halitosis is as simple as the bacteria in our mouth. Yeah. The fact that we have bacteria. It's the same thing as our armpits, why they smell. Bacteria breaking down stuff from our bodies beneficially. Into stinky little gases? Yeah, and giving off little, uh, bacteria toots.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the average, uh, person has 800 types of bacteria in the mouth. And, um, they don't need, like, it's a good thing they don't tell kids stuff like this growing up in school because French kissing probably wouldn't happen, you know? <laughs> well, well, then maybe they should tell kids in school that. <laughs> but it's really kind of a dis- disgusting thing. Like, you don't see people licking armpits. Some people might. Ben Stiller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was that in? Was it Ben Stiller who was into it? No, I saw it. Or was it? was his... in a movie. Right. Yeah. I've seen that. Flirting with Disaster. A Ben Stiller oh, movie. Flirting with Disaster.
1: But I can't remember if it was Ben Stiller who was into it or if his know, wife was, uh, was into it. It was
0: Josh Brolin was into uh, Patricia Arquette's armpits. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And Patricia Arquette was married to Ben Stiller. That's what yeah, and she let him uh, lick her armpit at the What a shower. weird movie that was. <laughs> I love that movie. You can't catch the wind. <laughs> you remember that part? Yeah. Um, alright, uh, back to the mouth and how disgusting it is. Uh, they say if you magnified just a single cell uh-huh. on the surface of that tongue, you would see about a hundred types of bacteria. Right. Just on that cell. So this, this bacteria, when you eat and you swallow food
1: after masticating it, which isn't dirty. It means chew. Yeah. Uh, you leave little particles in your mouth. It gets stuck in your teeth There yeah. maybe if like you have a uh, beginning periodontal disease, it might get stuck in your gums along your teeth a little bit. Yeah. At the very least is going to get stuck to the back of your tongue and it just kind of sits there. And the bacteria in your mouth love this stuff. It's food to them. Yeah. And they break it down into particles and particles, and they're like, this is pretty good, but I can't get the energy from it fully, so I'm going to break down the amino acids even further, and then bam, when I do, I'm going to basically emit sulfur, sulfuric gases. Yeah. And that's where bad breath comes from. There's sulfuric gases that are, again, a byproduct of the uh, bacteria eating the food particles in your mouth
0: yeah leftover proteins yeah and it's um the mouth is a you know it's a great breeding ground for it because it's clammy and warm and it's just got everything that the bacteria loves to produce those stinky stinky smells um but dry mouth can also cause halitosis because that's what you get overnight and why you have stinky morning breath right because your saliva production decreases when you sleep otherwise you'd just be a drooling mess <laughs> right um, I wonder why that doesn't work during naps on your school desk.
1: Uh, I don't know. You know? I guess because you don't go to sleep enough, maybe? <laughs> or if, like, your face is pressed against wood, it's a signal to your body to increase <laughs> saliva. saliva production? <laughs> yeah, wake up. The yeah.
0: teacher's coming. All right. Uh, But chronic dry mouth um, is something that can affect people during the daytime as well. It's called uh, xerostomia, and um, if you have xerostomia, you're going to have a harder time fighting your bad breath because your mouth is always dry. Like the mouth, the saliva just acts as a natural mouthwash.
1: Right. Exactly. It not only rinses away like food particles, it rinses away bacteria. It rinses away the dead skin cells and dead mouth cells that the bacteria also eat. Um, and yeah, the drier it is, the less that action takes place. Yeah. And you got stinky breath.
0: Yeah. So if you're on antihistamines or um, antidepressants or painkillers, you uh, Dry mouth is a side effect of some of those drugs, so you might have a harder time. Uh, and if you're sick anyway, you're gonna have stinkier breath too. Like if you're fighting a sinus infection, let's say. Uh huh. It's gross. Yes. Stinky breath. Because that mucus trickles back
1: from your sinuses down to your tongue and sits there. Yeah. And gets eaten up
0: too. Nasty stuff. It is. <laughs> this whole thing, I'm just cringing. <laughs> God. I'm gonna so, have one of those dreams tonight.
1: There's, you could, Uh, A stinky halitosis breath dream?
0: Uh, Yes. The hot girl, bad breath. It's always the same.
1: Does Emily know you're having dreams about kissing hot girls with bad breath?
0: Yeah, she thinks it's funny. She (laughs) she thinks it's because of my uh, uh, repressed religious uh, upbringing, repressed sexuality. Like, I won't even in my dreams allow myself to kiss the model. That's hilarious. Like, she'll have, uh, I call it vomit tongue. (laughs) <laughs> it's so gross oh yeah that is pretty bad yeah they're the worst dreams I can't explain to you because they're really headed in the right direction at first <laughs> you know <laughs> and it's terrible and when you're an old married man that's all you got I got you you know yeah. vomit tongue no just you know your dreams you can't be no, I know what you me I'm just teasing you can't be assaulted for having a dream I guess you could but that's not a very nice wife <laughs> like, give me my, my dream time <laughs> right <laughs> I'm going to sleep. I'm down a slippery slope right taking now. Taking a nap. <laughs> Let's pull out with the
1: uh, ketoacidosis, man. Okay. So, Chuck, when you have um, I, when you eat onions, when you have garlic, when you have food particles, all this stuff—that's normal bad breath stuff. But there's also other things, metabolic things, often mm-hmm. that can give you like a a, a different type of breath that may or may not be bad. F- one bad one. Is if you have uh, liver problems. Yeah. Your liver's shutting down. You're gonna have what's called mousy breath. <laughs> Can you imagine what mousy breath smells like? No. Like apparently your breath that. smells like live writhing mice. Interesting. Mousy breath. I can't think of what else it would denote. I don't know what a mouse smells like. Uh, sure. I mean, have you ever smelled like a rodent cage? Yeah, but they smell like
0: cedar and poop. Is that what it smells like? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they mean is cedar. Uh so is ketoacidosis the um the no carb effect? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is something they will warn you about if you are um trying to attain what's known as ketosis mm-hmm. with like an Atkins type diet. Um some people when they are, are uh reach that blissful level of fat burning it also takes the, its toll on their their mouth and their breath.
1: Yeah, it's like a fruity acetony smell. Okay, that sounds better than mousy. Yeah, it's, it's got to be better than mousy. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. When you're in ketosis, you when you deprive your body of carbohydrates, yeah, it doesn't have that energy to burn right there, so it starts turning inward and going after your fat stores. And yeah. when the body burns stored fat, ketones are what. Is released as energy
0: or burned as energy. Stinky ketones. And
1: this, yeah, it's the the smell from yeah. burning ketones is what gives you that fruity breath.
0: Yeah, I've seen uh, websites. You know, that they now have the articles. Of course, if you're if this is the diet you want, this is how you can help yourself. Right. And one of the thing, tips that's always eat bread. <laughs> it's like yeah, but that all of a sudden you're not on that diet right. anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's no solution. Yeah, you can get knocked out of ketosis pretty easy. I'm sure. Yeah.
1: I think eating bread would do it. Uh,
0: well, I guess we should talk about, um, after a message break, maybe how you can help yourself out. Okay. If you have halitosis. All right. So let's say you are, uh, sadly just one of those people that just has that funky breath. It One is. in four, right? Yeah, if you're among that 25%. That does seem high.
1: Yeah, doesn't it? And that's like chronic halitosis, right? Yeah. Where it's not just like, you know, brushing your teeth isn't going to do right. the trick. Yeah. 25%. Yeah.
0: That sounds like a fact brought to us by the Listerine company. <laughs> it might be. But like I said, maybe um 15% of those people are really trying their hardest so you don't notice it. Gotcha. And other people are just smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee all right. day, <laughs> which is a bad combination. Yeah, it's a pretty bad combination. So,
1: somehow they become greater than the sum of their parts? <laughs> yeah,
0: you know. Yeah, Ugh. but that's uh, that's breakfast for college students, you know. Sure, coffee and cigarettes.
1: So what do you do if you're if you're going to battle this stuff? If it's more than just something like uh, just a, a breath mint can handle, what's going to happen here?
0: Well, the breath mint. You, it's a good thing to mention that. That can provide a little temporary relief, but it's just uh, masking the funk underneath. Right. So you're really not going to get very far as a solution.
1: No, because all it's doing is creating the sensation of freshness in your mouth. Yeah. Because it, oh, I, I get, I, I don't know what breath mints do. I've, I've frequently wondered, like, what does, like, um, uh, menthol do. Yeah. Does it open up your pores so, like, the air feels colder and fresher?
0: Oh, I don't know. Like, what creates that sensation? You don't know? Yeah. That sounds like a don't be dumb episode to me, buddy. I think it might be. Um, what you want to do is, is get to the root of the problem, which is that bacteria. And, uh, like we said, food particles in your teeth, um, is a big cause. So, brushing and flossing and the old tongue scraper and brushing the back of the tongue. You scrape the tongue? Oh, yeah. Doesn't that make you gag? No, it doesn't bother me. Huh? I've gotten used to it. I mean, you know, occasionally if I overreach, that might be a little... <laughs> but I'm not, like, retching in the bathroom every morning. <laughs> I think we should keep a, a webcam in your bathroom when
1: you're getting ready, just to catch those times that you do... Yeah. 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 That would
0: be just horrible. make a, compi- a Vine compilation. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> uh, so attacking the source of the food particles. And, you know, I have the fake tooth now. So I have to be extra careful to really brush uh along there because why well, I think it would be
1: like they made it out of some new super polymer that like reflects bacteria or <laughs> no,
0: something. No, the the tooth itself is is not the source but it's um you know where it meets the gum uh-huh. is not a natural tooth so oh, it's, yeah. uh I just have to like really brush the crap out of that area of my gum <laughs> you know get the crap out. <laughs> I don't use mouthwash though which is interesting. Yeah. No, I just Toothpaste.
1: Well, apparently, um, it's not necessarily, and plenty of, mouthwash is a suggestion for this, um, specifically types that contain, according to the British Medical Journal, uh, chlorohexadrine, gluconate. Okay. Chlorohexadrine, gluconate are what you want because they kill bacteria. I take issue with this. Yeah. One of the main functions of mouthwash isn't to just go in and kill bacteria, although m- most mouthwashes do that. Yeah. Um, it's the swishing action Loosens food particles and gets them out from in between your teeth. So you should Im- mouthwash before you brush. What I'm saying is, is you don't necessarily need to use a, a mouthwash that kills bacteria because uh, okay. you kind of want healthy bacteria. Sure. You want what's called a um, uh, an oral ecosystem <laughs> that in your so gross. A healthy oral ecosystem or ecology in your mouth. Uh, you want remember our remember the poop shake episode? Yeah. The uh, poop transplant, fecal transplant episode. Yeah. We, we ended up talking about the microbiome. Yeah. And how important it is to humanity. Sure.
0: Same thing with our mouth. Yeah, you don't want to kill all that bacteria.
1: No, and there's plenty of bacteria that causes problems like streptococcus mutans is what gives us cavities. Yeah. But there's also plenty of beneficial bacteria where you would have a mouthful of dead skin cells all over your tongue mm-hmm. if it weren't for this helpful bacteria breaking the stuff down. It's a problem. Everybody wants to kill bacteria. <laughs> yeah. That's not necessarily a good thing. As no. a matter of fact, I think we're learning more and more that it's not a good thing. So I say avoid the mouthwash that kills bacteria and just use some sort of mouthwash that maybe has a minty flavor, but is just really just swishing the food particles out and getting rid of the bacteria's food that's creating their stinky sulfur
0: ducts. Yes, exactly. Um, and because getting rid of the food is a big part of it. Uh, I would suggest brushing your teeth after lunch too, you know, like don't make it just when you get up and before you go to bed. Uh, I say go for three times a day. Whoa, <laughs> man. Who has time for that? Everybody. <laughs> uh, another good trick is to drink a lot of water. Um, it, you know, just keeping your mouth hydrated on yeah. a daily basis is going to help. You said that
1: saliva is like a natural mouthwash. Water helps. It's the, it does the same thing. Loosens food particles. Yeah. Gets rid of dead skin cells. And the back of your tongue apparently is like ground zero for it. Yeah. Like I think there's like 20 times more bacteria there than elsewhere because it's like this bumpy surface that's out of the way of all this other stuff. Yeah. So things really stick and accumulate back there. Yeah. So that's the, that's an area you want to target apparently with the tongue scraper.
0: Yeah. And you could just brush it as well. I do both, but if you are a grown adult and you are not either brushing your tongue or using a tongue scraper, then you're not doing it right. Is that right? Yeah. Somebody needs to teach you. Like, I give a quick like, part of it. A quick you
1: know, brush with with uh my toothbrush over my tongue, but I I worry about killing taste buds. Like I love tasting things. You're not going to kill any taste buds. Sure you can kill taste
0: buds with that. Uh well I haven't killed any.
1: Are you sure? Think about what kind of a super taster you could be without your <laughs> if tongue I didn't scraping. use my tongue scraper. Yeah. No, I do worry about that. I'm kind of like, I'd rather have low-level bad breath and be able to taste great stuff than have no bad breath whatsoever and not be able to
0: taste. I would rather have no bad breath and still taste everything.
1: Well, yeah. That's because... the holy grail. What yeah. kind of like <laughs> flim-flam world are you living in? It's
0: called Chuck's Life. That's nice. It is nice. Uh, if none of this stuff works uh, for you, you may have a problem. Like, you might want to go see a dentist uh, and maybe even a doctor. Well, yeah, the dentist might <clears throat> say... Go to the doctor. Uh, yeah, go to the doctor, because
1: you, uh, you have a mousy breath, which means your liver's shutting down. Yeah, and find a new dentist. <laughs> you know, there's a smell test that they do, that dentists do. Oh, really? Yeah, what they'll do is they'll say, okay, this is going to be gross, but I want you to breathe through your mouth, and I'm going to sniff close to your mouth. Wow. And then they say, okay, now I want you to breathe through your nose and I'm going to sniff close to your nose, and they can determine whether it's a nasal, in like a problem in your nasal cavity that uh-huh. can give you bad breath. You can have stinky na- sinuses. So gross. Uh, or if it's in your mouth, and then they can further deduce. Really? like Yeah. If it's and this not, is the dentist doing this. Yeah. And if it's in your, if it's coming through your nose, it suggests possibly not just your sinuses, but it could be pulmonary too. Like you could have some sort of lung problem mm-hmm. that's creating gases that stink. And are coming out of your nose rather than your mouth. So I guess they train you to do that in dental school, huh? I guess. Oh, like you have to. That's not a very popular day. No. <laughs> you know, everybody pair up. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there's the one guy in the corner like eating a sandwich. Yeah. It's like, what? Can I give, a um, two more tips? Yeah, please. Give ten more. <sighs> if you
1: eat a crunchy breakfast, like granola cereal or something like that. Okay. It's gonna clear out a lot of the gunk from the night before. You just want to make sure you get rid of all those food particles afterwards. Okay. And then if you're interested in a mouthwash that is not antibacterial really, certainly Are not. Are you harmful. your own now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, you take a half a cup of warm water, an eighth of a teaspoon of cinnamon, and one teaspoon of honey. Swirl it all together and, uh, swish it around and gargle it. And yep. That's like, um, like old timey mouthwash apparently.
0: Yeah, and we could probably recommend apple cider vinegar just for anything. Yeah, that's like the wonder, uh, the wonder uh, liquid it seems like.
1: Dude, I was once on my way to a full blown kidney or, um, I maybe urinary your urinary infection oh, yeah. some uh, bladder infection something uh-huh. was going on and it was starting to go downhill fast <laughs> yeah. and Yumi was like drink this and drink a lot of it. Yeah. And I started drinking apple cider vinegar and like raw cranberry juice like the real cranberry juice. Uh-huh. Um over like about an 8 to 12 hour period like really hit it and um gone. Yeah. And like it was happening.
0: Like yeah, the happening a, was going on, and like I thwarted <laughs> it. He stopped the happening. Yeah, I do a shot every morning now of uh apple cider vinegar. Oh, of vinegar. Yeah, and don't get the just the stuff in the store that you you should be cooking and cleaning with. There's the um, I can't remember the brand, but there's the the super potable one. Right, the it's one like really you, thick.
1: Yeah, the yeah. one that, that that you'll find at a health food store. Yeah,
0: God, I can't remember the name of it, but there's like one brand that everyone goes to. Right. And it's it's tough, man. If you ever just do a straight shot of it without diluting it, it's hardcore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Everything I was doing was taking maybe a shot and then diluting it in like eight ounces of water. And it's still, still yeah. very difficult. Yeah. You can do it though, especially when you're fighting off some sort of infection.
0: Yeah. And you, you want to brush your teeth after that because vinegar smells gross.
1: Just brush your teeth all the time. Yeah. Uh, if you want to learn more about halitosis, I don't know what more you could possibly learn. But you can try. You can type that word into the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com, and it will bring up this article, and uh, since I said search bar, it's time for listener mail.
0: Uh, we're going to address our April Fool's prank officially here with this one. <laughs> um, I want to say, first of all, Josh, you and Ben, I was blown away by the performance. Thank you. Thank you. You guys sold it so hard, like, and we just threw it together. We were like, hey, let's just try It wasn't some big plot we there's no practice planned for weeks and weeks. Right. Like, hey maybe we should do an April Fool's joke this year. And I said, Hey maybe I quit the show and Ben took my place. Right. And you guys just winged it and like nailed it, man. I was sitting here beside you and I felt like I was watching my own funeral. <laughs> yeah. I it know. was weird. Yeah, you kept going like cut cut <laughs> stop stop. And <laughs> we're like, No, we have to press on. So we're not jokesters typically, but it was, I think it was our only one to be released on April Fool's Day. It was
1: the first time we had the opportunity to release one on April Fool's
0: and look out two years from now because that'll be a Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. But if we do like Josh left the show, everyone would be like, no, no, no. Or they'll be expecting that. Oh yeah.
1: And we'll do it and they'll be like, well, wait a minute. They thought that I would think that, you know, maybe we could just give
0: you like, I don't know. You could have a heart attack on the show (laughs) or something. (laughs) Right. Uh but anyway we got an outpouring of people because I was dead or missing. I know people really really reacted to that. Yeah.
1: Like a lot of people said they they didn't realize how much they needed you until well, were us, you were gone. And know. yeah, there were plenty of people who said like Josh if it had been
0: you I would have sure. felt the same way but um, well I got to play the martyr. I got the plum roll. It was nice. It's like I got I had to do nothing and just get showered with adulation.
1: But it was it was very neat to see. Like people yeah. were like, never leave, don't ever do that again. And it, it was, was pretty it was cool actually. Cool. Yeah. And also I want to say on behalf of Ben, he asked us to, to let everybody know whenever we could that he actually was purposefully sounding terrible yes, he was. at what he was doing. He like it, that was play acting yeah I mean. yeah the
0: whole point was like we wanted it to be super awkward right? And I think you guys achieved that okay so, so go ahead back okay. from the dead Chuck so this is from Matt from Athens uh, Georgia uh, go dogs hey guys <laughs> my girlfriend and I have been listeners for years I didn't realize just how important the show was to us though until your April Fool's Day show uh, I listened to the episode before she did he didn't even tell her. <laughs> That's kind of mean. He <laughs> did. And I was keen on setting her up for the gag, so I sat her down at the kitchen table and told her that uh, stuff you should know had some big news. I knew she'd be sucked into the prank, but was not prepared for what happened next. She started to cry and denounced the show with one of you gone, saying she would stop listening. Uh, she was worried about Chuck. I even had people who were worried about Emily. They were like, they thought Emily was in the hospital. That's or something. awesome. <laughs> uh, Chuck started. Um, She said she would stop listening and was worried about Chuck and started tossing out possible explanations like the best of conspiracy theorists. She was so sad that I had to fast forward to the reveal. (laughs) Uh, After her surprising yet pretty cute reaction, I was hoping to swap out uh, her emotional connection for a birthday shout-out. She's a contemporary dancer and uses the ideas in your podcast and her classes in choreography. Think think dances about Alan Turing. i got to see this. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I admit this is a pretty crass way of getting a happy birthday, but I think it's worth a shot. So, Matt, uh, you didn't tell us your girlfriend's name. (laughs) (laughs) So we're just going to say happy birthday to Matt's girlfriend from Athens. Happy birthday, Matt's girlfriend. I'm going to guess Jennifer. Matt, enjoy sleeping on the couch this (laughs) evening. You know, we fooled some of our friends, even. Joe Randazzo. Texted me and said you guys actually fooled me for about eight seconds.
1: Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of people who said like I didn't fall for anything all day. Yeah, and the only people who got me was stuff you should know. It's because you guys like destroyed it. And then the you ones fooled me for a minute. I thought I was like <laughs> yeah. off the show for Do a I second. Do I have to <laughs> leave? Yeah. The ones that I felt bad about though were the ones who listened to it like after April first. Yeah, yeah. And were like like Australians. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't realize it was the it was yeah exactly. Yeah. But uh, yes, so everyone. Uh, thank you very much for the outpouring of emotion. We, we yeah. both feel
0: very loved. Yeah, it's it's sure. I mean, we know people like the show, but when you hear stuff like that, it's like, wow, people <laughs> yeah. kind of depend on this.
1: And uh, we know now that we're not allowed
0: to ever leave. Nope. It's, we'll go out in a murder-suicide, if anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Agreed.
1: So if you guys love us so much, you can hang out with us outside of the podcast, too, on social media. We're on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, just search Stuff You Should Know, S-Y-S-K, Josh and Chuck, and any of those, and it will bring us up, and you will love it. Uh, You can also send us an email to at discovery.com and just go to the hub of all things Josh and Chuck. That's stuffyoushouldknow.com.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com.